0: Motherfucking testing. All right. Welcome to podcast number 33. Hey, that's a, that's a good number. That's, uh, if you didn't know, that was Jose Canseco's jersey number when he played for the Oakland Athletics. 1989 was a great year. Battle of the Bay. Oakland Athletics versus the San Francisco Giants. It was also the year of the big earthquake, which seems like is happening right now. Anyway, before I digress, welcome again to podcast number 33. I'm going to be doing this one by myself because Sammy is traveling this week and for the next few weeks. So I'm going to be doing some by myself and I'm going to have some other random guests on here and there. Uh, Hopefully I don't ramble too much. But uh, yeah, not a lot going on. I've just been really crazy busy with um, buying a house. Honestly, that's, you know, nobody told me that buying a house is basically a full-time fucking job. So you need like three full-time jobs to be able to afford the house, first of all. Then you need to get a fourth full time job, which is basically buying the fucking house, making sure you're not gonna get ripped off, making sure you know some mortgage broker isn't trying to jack you for like a higher interest rate, and whatnot, and just doing all the inspection stuff uh, that's needed to make sure the house isn't a fucking piece of shit uh, but before uh, before I fully fully fucking dive in, um if you're a big fan of this, please subscribe on Instagram. Facebook, uh what the fuck else? iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And if you're a huge fan, uh please uh, drop us a dollar or two on Patreon. Patreon forward slash patreon.com forward slash this mode. Um we have a new uh donor to Patreon this week, so thank you very much. It really does go a long way, as you probably fucking imagine by the meager views that we get on YouTube. <laughs> We're not making a ton of money off this, so literally right now, our Patreon pays for all of our internet here, which is a big deal, like our internet and electricity in this modest little office. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, I've been buying a house. Uh, one of the things I've discovered is that it's a great excuse to not, you know, do anything else because you have an excuse to be worried about something. So like, I'm always like, "Fuck!" Like, do we have to do something with the loan, or do we have to do something with this? And I'm like doing all this research. And like, I haven't worked out or ridden my bike in a fucking month. All I'm doing is drinking beer. And then, yeah, you're like all nervous about it. You're like, shit, did I make the right decision? Am I buying the right house? Is my wife going to be happy? Am I going to like the place? Should I just stay where I'm at now? Are the cats going to be happy? And you're just fucking constantly freaking the fuck out. So like, you just start drinking, which is fucking dope. If, you, if you're if you an alcoholic and you need an excuse to drink, just start trying to buy a house. You will need those drinks. And not only that, you'll wake up, like, at 3.30 in the morning and just be like, oh, my God, is the bathroom going to be okay? Or, like, where am I going to put the fucking toaster? Like, just stupid shit. You wake up worried about the stupidest shit. And then you get excited about stupid shit. Like, not right now, I'm pretty much just convinced that the only reason we're buying this house is so that I can buy a fucking chainsaw. I'm really excited about buying a fucking chainsaw. I've never owned one. I bought one once, and then I returned it because I was like, I don't need a chainsaw. But now I do because we have three acres of fucking trees that I'm going to fucking just massacre with this chainsaw. Not only that, I'm really excited about garden hoses. I spent about 20 minutes researching uh, water hoses. You know, that shit like that just stays in the dirt and that you forget about after you buy it. I'm going to get a dope fucking water hose and it's actually going to match the house. It's going to be this nice red. It's going to be fucking tight. Yeah. I might buy a new TV. Don't tell Larissa. We'll see if I can sneak that into the house without her noticing. We'll see. Um, Other than that, like it's moving forward. We went ahead and decided to do it. It's way the fuck out in the woods, even further in the woods than we are now. So nobody will probably come visit us. And if you do, I'm going to be able to murder you, and nobody's going to fucking have any idea where you are because I'm going to fucking bury you, and they won't find you. I'll probably just pawn your car. But first, I'll take the gas out. Um, what the fuck else is going on? Um, I can't go into a, a serious story after saying some stupid shit like that. Um, yeah, like I said, I've been drinking a lot of beer. And that kind of started on my, my 40th birthday party uh, where I just got really, really hammered. I got like all these kind of nice gifts. And I don't even remember who gave them to me because I opened them while I was drunk. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then like two days later, I was like, Larissa, who gave me this? And she's like, I don't fucking know. I'm sorry, I got the burps because I'm drinking beer. So I got all this, like, I got this mug that says the best cat dad ever, which is pretty much the best mug ever. And I don't know who gave it to me. If you gave that to me and you happen to listen to this bullshit, thank you very much. I also got um, a shitload, well, speaking of alcoholism, I got a lot of alcohol for my birthday. I got Basil Hayden whiskey, which is really delicious. It's so good. You don't even know you're drinking whiskey. You're just fucking hammered. And then you're just asleep. And so that's great. That's why people drink. I got three bottles of tequila. Um, I had a bunch of beer left over, which I can't drink most of. So I gave it to my even more of an alcoholic landlord. So he appreciates it. If you brought beer to the party, thank you very much. My landlord is now more of an alcoholic because of that. Um, What the fuck else? That's about it, really. I mean, on a personal level, just... Been trying to buy that house. Um, I think we mentioned last time that um, we had a TV thing in the works. And we kind of had been mentioning it off and on for like the last fucking six months. But um, <clears throat> it is now completely gone to shit. And it is not happening with the network that we thought it was going to happen with. So that sucks fucking big dick. Unless you like sucking big dick, then it s- sucks little dick. Or if you like... You know what I'm saying. It fucking sucks. It is done. Um, so that's that was kind of a fucking bummer to finally get that confirmation. But it is nice that it is totally done and out of the way because it was completely uncertain basically for about three months. Um, luckily, the producers, a couple of the producers who were, we were working with, executive producer types, um, they're really cool. They really like um, the project and we are going to try to take it somewhere else. So fuck you, network, that passed on it. Fuck you for keeping us waiting for six months. Fucking assholes. Um, speaking of assholes in the entertainment industry, uh, Harvey Weinstein this week. Man, that dude. I'm talking a lot more now. That's that. Do you guys notice that? I'm like fucking trying to like just jam words fucking into this microphone now that Sammy's not here. So I'm going to chill the fuck out. I'm just going to I'm gonna take a, a breather. Whoa, drink some beer it's fucking ridiculous um harvey weinstein fucking crash and burn man crash and burn this week in case you're you know living under a fucking rock harvey weinstein is a big uh, movie producer um he started miramax and then the weinstein company i was looking at his damn uh filmography man this guy has done so much shit Shakespeare in Love, Gangs of New York, Master and Commander, Reservoir Dogs, True Romance, Pulp Fiction, Il Postino, Kids, The English Patient, Scream, Jane Eyre, The Crow, City of Angels, Jackie Brown, Good Will Hunting, Cider House Rules, and, not to be forgotten, Air Fucking Bud. Anyway, this fucking guy, um, everybody knew he was a big asshole. There have been articles written about him being a fucking big jerk in a just a bully forever. He's like a. He's basically like Kim Jong Il of movies. Um, turns out he's also a fucking dirty bastard. And some uh, somebody wrote a big article in the New York Times, and they basically said like he's paid off like eight women over the last I don't know like ten or fifteen years. Uh, basically harassment. Like he was basically like he'd invite them to the hotel for a meeting. Big movie producer, and then he'd like he'd be naked, and. Or he'd like try to kiss them, and like he's just a big fucking fat creep. And the guy's married to like this beautiful model, like I think her name is Georgina Chapman or something. I, 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 I Larissa told me that. That's why I know that. Um, he also is like I, I guess the executive producer on the what's that show? Not say yes to the dress, but it's like runway, Project Runway. So the dude's got like so much money, and he basically like just go around being a fucking jerk, and then just pay these chicks money. And a lot of people knew about it, but nobody ever said anything because they want to be, like, in the movies and shit. So I'm here to tell you that Harvey Weinstein never touched me. I've never fucking... Actually, I think I've seen him before. I have seen him. I saw him once at Sundance at a restaurant. But I'm never talking to the guy. I can't I can't throw him under the bus. I wish I had a cool story, but I don't. But it's fucking crazy. I mean, this goes back to the conversation we were having last week with Sammy, um, which I would ask, Sammy, what do you think about this? Why is... Sammy, why is sexism and why do these guys just, like, why are they mad fucking creeps in Hollywood? And, you know, I don't know the answer to that. But I think it's just maybe because, like, a lot of movie nerds, like, they normally don't get any fucking play until they start being movie nerds and start making money. And then they can, like, just... I mean, it's the same thing everywhere. I think a lot of people do the same shit. Like, a lot of shit has gone down this year with... Uh, people in tech there's a guy who ran Y Combinator which is like a startup um, incubator um, I forget his name but he went down too and he basically was doing the same thing and like forcing himself on chicks because he's in a position of power and blah 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 and so it's pretty common I mean I just don't know why these well they get away with it because they've gotten away with it and I guess like the first one to come down was Bill Cosby that was a huge one the biggest one <clears throat> that should come down soon is donald trump because it's the same fucking bullshit i mean it's pretty pathetic that we actually allowed this guy to like you know get elected and it's pretty pathetic that any woman would actually vote for that piece of shit after his very well documented history of harassment and grabbing pussies and whatnot but if you voted for him congratulations you know you've just made the country a fucking laughing stock because uh, you elected a pussy grabber, anyway. Uh, Weinstein, man, I, you know it's crazy. I, I, it seems like there, it seems like there is somewhat of a turning point um, with harassment and women being able to speak out about this sort of thing, and I think it's great. Like, I think, um, I think you know what happens is that when you are a kid and you are exposed to that stuff, you start thinking it's okay. And certainly, growing up, like I am fucking being the old man that I am, growing up in the eighties. Like it was just common for guys to like fuck with chicks and like you know grab their butts or like do crazy shit like that, and like that was just considered normal, and not that women liked it i don't I don't like can't imagine they did, but that's what people did. they were just fucking jerks. um I don't know where the fuck this is going, but i'm I'll be interested to see like you know what happens to Harvey just from a personal standpoint, like where does this guy end up like what do you do? after something this fucked up has happened to your career because he's out. He just he literally got fired from the company he started by his own fucking brother. He's still gonna be rich as fuck. And he's legally not in any trouble. I suppose somebody could still try to prosecute for something if it's within the um what do you call it? The fuck do you call it? Sammy, where the fuck are you? What the fuck do you call that? The whatever. Whatever amount of years you have until something is still prosecutable. Um, maybe they'll still go after him for something. Maybe somebody will be emboldened. I'm sure many people will sue him. And, uh, you know, all these politicians, including Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, any Democrat, really, was tied up with him because he was a big, like, social liberal Democrat. And he contributed money and, you know, through parties for that sort of thing. I guess because at those sorts of things, you can fucking harass women. I don't know. I'm worried... I'm not not that I'm worried. I'm like, why the fuck would I be worried about it? But I think what's gonna happen next is uh Louis C.K., man, because that guy has got a lot of heat. Man, there's a lot of weird stories about that guy. And it's the same thing as with um, you know, like uh minorities or black dudes like getting harassed and like complaining about it. Like, I mean, I guess sure there might be somebody who's gonna cry wolf, but you wouldn't why would you want that sort of attention? Like if you're why would you tell somebody you got harassed or, or fucked with if it wasn't true? I, I don't get it. But there's apparently a lot of stories about Louis C.K. And there's one who's a producer, she's a pretty big person who's got a TV show now that he's the executive producer of. And she basically has said, yeah, he does a shit. And there's like stories of like people like fucking, or him like basically literally like jerking off in front of girls, like literally just taking his dick out and jerking off i don't fucking understand why you do that in front of somebody like that's just fucking bizarre just fucking weird because harvey weinstein did the same thing apparently he like i guess he like pushed somebody in a fucking in a restaurant he pushed them into a, like a kitchen and was like trying to like you know fuck somebody in the kitchen and they said no and so he just like cornered them and trapped them and then like he jerked off into a plant that's so fucking weird why the fuck I mean, I guess if you're gonna fucking jerk off somewhere and there's a plant right there, that's what makes the most sense, but this is fucking weird. I'm just gonna jerk off in front of you, like man, you just can't wait home you can't wait to get home and jerk off. You have to do it right there into a fucking plant. Fucking bizarre, man, fucking weird. Um so yeah, Harvey, I d I don't know, man, you know. I would have Yeah, yeah. This is just a fucking weird ass story. But a lot of people are talking about it. Um you know, dude definitely brought a lot of fucking amazing movies to the uh, screen as a director and executive producer. And we'll see where the fuck he goes from here. I don't think he's going to be talking to his brother much now because his brother's going to be running the company now, so. Ugh. Speaking of brothers, um, that brother of the guy Paddock, Stephen Paddock. So a week ago... um. We had another mass shooting in the U.S. It's fucking crazy. A dude in Las Vegas, I guess his name is Stephen Paddock, um, was in a hotel. You guys already know the story. Basically, shot at a concert and injured over 500 people and murdered 58 people and then shot himself and killed himself. And his brother is like, I had no idea. I don't know why he would do this. He was a really boring dude. He was an accountant. Um, I mean, I've seen the movie The Accountant. That dude can kill some people. That's that's a really bad joke. Really fucking bad joke. But what I was gonna say is that I think a lot of those accountants, they're like repressed. You know? This guy doesn't sound like he was repressed though. He was a multi-millionaire. And he had like a girlfriend and he'd been married a couple of times, but it didn't seem like he'd been able to have like a long, long term relationship. So I don't know. I think everybody's gonna be wondering like forever like what was with this guy and the only thing that seems to make sense at this point to me anyway is that I guess his dad was like some big-time fucking bank robber in the 70s and like any other you know man he has daddy issues meaning he has to be better than his daddy and this is certainly going to get him more attention I mean I had never even heard of his daddy Until now. And I still don't know his daddy's name. But I know his name. So, congratulations, Stephen Paddock. You fucking made yourself more famous. And you killed 58 fucking innocent people. So, everybody's been, you know, talking about gun control this week. And I don't even know. It just... uh, What are you going to do? You know, people want their guns. And I I don't understand why anybody is allowed to uh, buy so many guns. I think the best arguments... I've heard that make the most sense are kind of like comparisons to other things that you're not allowed to own. Um, Somebody said if you had 12 cats, you know, somebody would call the cops on you and you'd probably get arrested because you have like, you're abusing animals and you're just, you just shouldn't have 12 cats. I, I think it was John Oliver who said that. Like, it's unnecessary. You don't need that many cats. And there's laws for that to protect those cats. And, um, and other people and their health and safety from all that cat shit. I know because I have a lot of cats, and they're not 12, but there's a lot of cat shit involved when you have cats. So that, that little comparison really struck home with me as a cat owner, as you might imagine. Um, and then the other thing that has made the most sense, just from a legal and liability standpoint, is that if you buy a car, you're supposed to have like the, the, the law requires that you get insurance just in case you hurt somebody so if they started requiring gun earners to to buy insurance for their guns that would be the best way to do it hey you want to buy some guns okay uh we're going to charge you three hundred dollars a month for insurance for owning that gun okay cool maybe you know it doesn't even have to be like that crazy but maybe your first gun you don't have insurance you're allowed one gun With no insurance. But after that gun, you you have to, like, start paying. And then for every one additional, it gets more and more expensive. Um, That way, like, it's still legal, but, you know, you gotta... You know, you're basically holding the gun companies liable in some way uh, by doing that. So, I didn't... You know, clearly, I didn't think of that idea. I'm not that fucking smart. But that seems like a good fucking idea. Just charge people insurance. What the fuck? Um... Uh, you know if you are like pro fucking gun or whatever i'm sure nothing is going to convince you because you think the fucking government is going to come take you um all i can say to that is that you are already antagonizing the government uh by positioning yourself that way and you need to start thinking of yourself as part of the government because you know the government are elected officials that you and i elect and so if you don't trust the government and you can enable the government to uh you know, if you can't, if you don't believe in this democracy, then maybe you should fucking go somewhere else or something. I, I don't know, but the government is people that we know, and to completely antagonize like that is, is ridiculous because that means you just don't have faith in the system, which is, I guess, maybe why you want guns. But maybe you should just vote and become involved and run for office instead of fucking buying guns. Um, but man, fucking fifty-eight people can't even fucking. Imagine what that's like. Like, imagine if, like, you know, one of your family members was there or some shit. Like, man. We we had, um we grew up in a neighborhood. I grew up in a neighborhood that was pretty fucked up and had, like, gangs and shit for a while. Like, in the early to mid-90s when uh, gangs were cool because of that fucking rap music. Um, So, there were a lot of guns and we had drive-bys and random shit like that going on in our neighborhood. And, like, um, <clears throat> there was a kid who... He was fucking, this is in Texas, in Fort Worth. Um, He was robbing cars, just breaking into cars and stealing, like, radios and shit like that. And he he broke into the, I guess he had broken into somebody's cars a couple times. And so this person was pissed and they were just always on the lookout. And so this kid, he was probably, like, 13, maybe 12. He went and stole this guy's uh, car stereo. And the guy came out and pointed a gun at him. And he was like, yo, you know, whatever, try to stop him. And I don't even think he got the radio or he, he, anyway, he ran off and the guy shot him. He was in the street. This kid was in the street, shot him in the head, killed him. And, and the guy didn't get charged with anything. And I was like, what? And and forget the fact that I knew this kid. And he was like, he was basically like a guy that was uh, probably 10 years younger than me. So he was like, you know, a neighborhood kid. Like when I was like 14 and 15, he was that. He was probably like eight years younger. He was always running around with us, but just somebody's little little cousin uh, or nephew or something, shit shit like that. But um, I don't understand the mentality of like protecting, like, you know, you getting away with murdering somebody over property. I just really don't understand that people who are like, try to break in, you know, like I understand if somebody breaks in your house and you're worried and, and you don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, but for somebody to, like, to be in the street and you can still shoot them is is fucking weird. Like, I don't know how that's fucking legal. Um, anyway, that was fucking Las Vegas. Um, I'm pretty desensitized to that shit at this point. I don't even, I was like, damn, that's fucking crazy. But it's happened so much. Last year was fucking Orlando. And then the year before that was, where the fuck was it? Sandy Hook? What was that? New Jersey, the school, and then Virginia Tech, and then Colorado, and then Columbine. It's it's nuts, man. I you know, right now we're moving to this property and and we're actually going to have like potentially like um coyotes and uh, mountain lions, and I was like, "Should I get a gun?" And was like, eh, "I don't really need a gun. I mean, it's just go inside if you see one." Like I I don't know. I don't get it. I don't need a fucking gun. I'm not going to lie. I know it's fun to shoot guns, but I don't need one. Maybe I'll buy a bow and arrow or something. Actually, I think I am going to buy some bow and arrows because I want to set up some motherfucking archery. Um, Or maybe I'll just fucking buy paper towels and do some fucking Donald Trump shooting. Some hoops a la Donald Trump. I'll just bring a bunch of Puerto Rican people over to the house and be like y'all stand over there and I just fucking some nice jump shot paper towels at those fucking people. Um what the fuck is up with Donald Trump, man? God just like record this section and play it in every single fucking episode cuz every week he does something more fucking stupid. Um last week I I think we talked about this already about Puerto Rico and shit, but I mean he basically insulted the mayor of San Juan and said that they she wasn't doing a good job. People don't know what the fuck they're doing. Puerto Ricans owe a lot of money. Just a fucking mess. What a fucking moron. Um that's about all I'm gonna say about Trump. Um I can't stop drinking. That's the next time I list. I already already I already talked about that. Um What is interesting about uh, Trump this week, and somewhat new, is the whole thing with Rex Tillerson. I was reading an article about Rex Tillerson in, I believe, The New Yorker. Because I'm a cultured man, I like to sit down with the cold beverage, open my iPad, toggle up The New Yorker app, and read some liberal, elite, East Coast media. And I read about Rex Tillerson this weekend and, you know, the guy seems pretty interesting. Like he was, um, he was born like lower middle class. His father, I think was in like World War II or something. And, and then came back and he was a delivery driver for a bread company. And his mother was just a stay-at-home mom. They grew up in Oklahoma. They, um, you know, he, he mowed lawns as, as a kid. He did like he did some other job, I forget. Oh no, he didn't mow lawns, man. I just made that shit up. He ain't Mexican. He's worse than Mexican. No, I'm just kidding. He can't be worse than Mexican. What the fuck am I saying? Let me get up. Let me backtrack. All right, all right. He grew up in Oklahoma, working class. His father drove a bread delivery truck. His mother was a stay at home mother. And to make money, he would, uh, as a teenager, go pick cotton. He would literally go pick cotton for a dollar an hour, apparently. I guess this was, like, in the 60s. And um, quickly uh, also became a Boy Scout and then was one of those uber nerdy Boy Scouts who I guess was a, um, what the fuck do you call him? Eagle Scout, where it was like, the hardcore, like, you get all your pins and badges. Like, the guy made cupcakes, and he, like, you know, saved, like, old people, and he sold Christmas cards and he did everything that Boy Scouts do. He tied knots. Um, he knew how to s- apply pressure on wounds. And he knew how to uh, shine his shoes. And that made him become an Eagle Scout. So he was like a dope-ass Eagle Scout. And then um, realized, I guess, at some point that... I think he worked at the University of Oklahoma doing something like cleaning or some shit. Like that. Anyway, he became an engineer. I was like, I'm going to make some money being an engineer. But he always had his shit together. So straight out of college, he got a job at Exxon and was an Exxon lifer. And that's how he eventually became the uh, CEO of Exxon. So he's worth like a, half a billion dollars, I think, at least. Um, and the, the only reason he was um, recommended for the job was because of Secretary of State is because they knew that Donald Trump didn't want like somebody from inside the belt. That's DC talk for all you people. He didn't want a Washington insider. He didn't want a career bureaucrat or diplomat. He wanted a businessman with international experience. And that kind of makes sense. Um, So I think it was um, somebody who was like the defense secretary. And my main arch nemesis, somebody who I loathe, (sighs) Condoleezza Rice, uh, who has ties to Exxon. Did you guys know that there was actually an oil tanker named the Rice after Condoleezza Rice? That is completely disgusting to me. Anyway, um, they recommended Rex Tillerson to Donald Trump. Rex didn't know exactly what he was getting into, apparently went to go meet Trump. And he offered him the job immediately, which is fucking crazy. But a lot of people say, oh, how could we have Tillerson as a... you know, secretary of state, but actually like all things considered, he seems like a really stable person. Um, you know, he certainly is going to keep oil interests and whatnot, uh, at the uh, front and center of his dealings. But I don't think he's the kind of person who wants to get the country into a fucking third world war. And right now there's a bit of a back and forth bickering match between him and Trump. I guess Tillerson referred to Donald Trump as a fucking moron which is pretty much like saying the sky is fucking blue on a sunny day. Um, So we might have a resignation or a firing of Rex Tillerson pretty soon. Excuse me while I crack open Brewski number two. I've only got two here because I don't need to get completely hammered while talking to myself. And you... Um, so yeah, you know, Tillerson all things considered is not the worst we could do there. The guy, you know, ran that company for like 10 years and continued to make it money and, you know, all things considered, seems like a decent upstanding American. Um but yeah, I don't I don't, you know, we'll see who who else who the next person to go in that administration is. The one person who's still there is Stephen Miller, I think. Stephen Miller. That really kind of young dude who's like really alt-right or whatever. And I guess I, I heard today that, you know, everybody was like, oh, fuck Trump. He like, the, the Trump people were angry because he said he was going to cut a deal with, with the DACA, with the Dreamers. But then it came out today was like, okay, yeah, we're going to do this, but we have to build the wall. We have to do this and that. And it's like, uh, basically, you can't, you cannot negotiate with Trump because he's a fucking, he's a fucking snake. And, you know, that's, I think, what everybody who had ever done any sort of business with him could have fucking told you and did try to tell the country, but we still elected him. Um, but, yeah, that's that. We'll we'll see how long Rex lasts. Um, I don't think he, you know, he doesn't really need to be there. He's got so much money. He just needs to retire and be on his ranch. That's all he wanted to do. But apparently his wife told him, like any good wife would, you know, get out the house. I don't want you around here. I don't know. Apparently she did tell him it was his duty to take the job. Not his duty to hit that booty, but his duty to... Um, let me think of something that rhymes. Rex, it's your duty to foodie, fruity, tootie? I can't think of anything. Come on, come on. Anyway, good luck, Rex Tillerson. I'm not really on your side, but... For the safety of all of us Americans, I kind of am. Um, other than that, I watched a couple good movies this weekend. Yeah. I watched um Saturday Morning, Larissa and I pretty much just slept in. And we watched um Blade Runner, the original one, because we wanted to see Blade Runner 2049. But we're like, we got to watch the first one first. So we just... Sat at home in bed and watched the original Blade Runner, which is actually pretty fucking slow and a little boring, but it's interesting. Uh, Visually, definitely very powerful. Uh, We watched that. We're like, okay, good. We're ready. We're ready for 2049. And then we went all day and looked at washers and dryers, and that was pretty fucking boring, to be honest with you, because uh, pretty much you're just like, you buy the best shit you can afford, and that fits in the fucking house. We don't even know if it's going to fit because we don't have the measurements right and we don't own the house yet. So, um, the fuck am I going with this? We went and looked at washers and dryers and refrigerators and dishwashers because we need to get them for the house. And, uh, did that for like three hours. Where, if, if you have any tips, where should I go? I mean, we went to Home Depot and then we went to Sears and I think we might go to Best Buy, but it looks like they all carry the same shit. Um... We need something big that can wash blankets because our cats, like, they like to get shit dirty and we like we have to wash our shit a lot. It's really personal information here. All right. But anyway, we watched Blade Runner 2049 after that bit of domestic bliss. And I got to say, it was pretty fucking dope. That was pretty awesome. It was the same guy who directed The Arrival with Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams as well as Sicario with Benicio del Toro. And what the fuck is that chick's name? The mother chick who was miscast. Um, but they're all really good movies. And the guy, Denis Denis Villeneuve, I believe he is French. Um, he directed Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and that show was pretty dope, man. I like, I definitely recommend if you go watch uh the new one then watch the old one first like watch it that same day you're gonna need about six hours though because they're both really fucking long. Um beer break oh shit but uh yeah Blade Runner the new one definitely made me like you know it's one of those movies that if you're like a filmmaker or a screenwriter or whatever you're like goddamn like I gotta get to work that was dope, I want to do some good shit like that, and that's kind of a stupid thought that makes people think they can do shit, um, when most of us mere mortals cannot, but, uh, it is, it is just really good, and super well done, and beautifully shot, well acted, um, I'm not going to give any of it away, because I highly recommend you go watch it, um, and and support the box office because it's not doing very well, apparently. I think it cost $155 million to make that movie. And it only made $32, 33000000 in the first weekend, which sucks. Um, but man, y'all should go check that shit out. Additionally, I went and watched... Um, the fuck did I go watch? Oh, I didn't go watch anything else. I watched it at home last night. I don't do this very often. But it's been a really long time where I see a movie that is, I'm, like, really sad at the end and it makes me kind of want to cry. Not kind of want to cry. It makes me actually fucking cry. Um, but I watched a movie last night that was just really, really good. And it's an old movie. I think it's, like, from 1955. And it is an Indian movie uh, that is now considered a classic. Part of my last purchase on the Criterion motherfucking collection. Do um, you guys watch Criterion movies? Because... I really, I like to buy them and put them on my shelf, and when people come over, I look like a fucking film snob. Hell yeah. And then if I'm really drunk some nights, I'll put them on and fall asleep in about five minutes because they all have subtitles. Uh, but this one actually did not put me to sleep, even though I had to whole, watch the whole thing and read subtitles because it's an in Indian, or not Indian. What the fuck? What the fuck did they speak over there? Sammy, this is where I need you, bro. The fuck do they speak in India? Man, whatever they fucking speak, I don't fucking understand it, alright? But I read the subtitles, and the movie was really, really good. Um, it's basically like if you've seen uh, Le Quatre Sans coup 400 Blows, by Francois Truffaut, which is basically one of my favorite movies, which is also one of Harvey Weinstein's favorite movies. So, he and I have that much in common. Um... But uh, it's basically like an Indian version of uh the four blows and uh there's it's a trilogy I only watched the first one. it's called um it's about a character named Apu and it's patupang gosh i'm gonna fuck it all up i'm gonna fuck it all up, so i'm gonna look it up right here. It's the director's name is Saj- Sajavit Ray. um Sajavit. Ray? Sajjavit Ray, who was an Indian filmmaker who passed away in 1992. Uh, he's from Calcutta, India. And uh, the movie I'm talking about is called Pather Panchali. I think that means something about, uh, I forget what it stands for, but it's something about the road or the sun or whatever. But um, basically, it, it's about this... Family, it's about like this little kid and his sister and their parents and they're really poor. They live like in West Bengal or something. And the father's like always trying to earn money, but he's kind of a, he's like a wannabe writer and a priest. And basically it's like the little struggles of living like in poverty. But it's really well done and very like, just very human movie. A lot like the uh, Quattro Um And the first one is when Apu, the little kid, is a child from when he's born to when he's about 10 and then the second one is, I think, when he's like a teenager and young adult. And then the third one is he's already like a grown man. Um, not played by the same actor, but <clears throat> seemingly the same characters. But if you like a good, nice, independent foreign film, um, you should watch it. Pather Panchali, directed by Sajibit Ray. Actually, Larissa was um, hanging out. Uh she was taking she was doing some housework cleaning uh the closet or something. So I watched it by myself and then she walked out and she uh the movie had just finished. She was like, What's wrong with you? You know, I was like I was like kind of like a I was like kind of I just like had a tear in my eye. I was like, that movie was really fucking sad. And she was like, What? She didn't make fun of me. She was just like, Wow. I was like, Yeah, this is really just fucking touching. Just a really fucking sad movie. I almost start fucking crying right now uh Padre Panchali check that shit out. I'm going to watch the next one uh, sometime this week cuz there's 3 and I own all 3. Um so I got to check those out. Uh what the fuck else is on this list here? Um wow, I'm getting some messages here from uh headquarters that apparently there is another shooter going on right now. Let's see what's going on. Uh Texas Tech shooter. Let's see. Texas Tech on lockdown after campus police officer shot dead by student. Yay. The su- suspect has been apprehended. Some dude killed an officer over possession of drugs. Ah, lovely. Lovely, lovely. Man. to the white guy. Texas Tech University police officer was shot and killed Monday night at the police department's headquarters in Lubbock. At the headquarters? Texas Tech police made a welfare check at a student's room earlier in the night and found evidence of drugs and drug paraphernalia. When they brought the student back to campus police station for a debriefing, the student reportedly pulled out a gun and shot an officer in the head, killing the officer. Wow. Police were searching for Hollis A. Daniels, a 19-year-old freshman. He fled on foot but was captured by 9.30 p.m. How the fuck did he get a gun in there? (laughs) I'm not even going to get into the racial, would they have not searched a black guy (laughs) when they brought him into a police station. But, you know, yeah. You know, what the fuck is up with that? Um, man, nuts. Fucking nuts. In other news, our fucking nut job vice president, Mike Pence, went to a football game just so he could leave the football game, which seems fucking stupid. I like a waste of money, which seems apropos and pretty much what you'd expect. The other thing that's going on right now, which is really fucking nuts, is the, uh, I guess there's some big fucking wildfires up in Napa, and that is actually pretty far from here. It's like 100 miles from here, but this morning, I woke up, and when I was leaving the house, I walked out of the house, and I was like, it smells like something's burning, and I kid you not, I looked around it, I looked around the house, and I did a whole perimeter walk, thinking like, oh shit, like, is, um... It's something on fire because that happened once I actually found a fire on our property. Long fucking story. But um no, it, it's just the, the forest, the, the wildfires are so fucking big that the smoke is carrying hundreds of miles. And literally, right now, you should not go exercise and put yourself in danger of inhaling uh ashes and smoke. So, um Man, I think there's like at least 10 people dead. I saw one place that said 15 people dead. But, okay, 20,000 people evacuated. Um, Hundreds of of buildings fucking razed. It's nuts, man. We're in end times, my friends. End times. Actually, the house we're buying is in a wildfire zone. Considered a risk. We have to buy... Special insurance just for that. Um, but what are you going to do? I mean, there's always a risk somewhere, right? Uh, doesn't have me really tripping about out or anything. But it is something to be concerned with. They actually have like a big sprinkler system on the house. It's it's pretty well um, protected. Although if the forest is on fire, I'm not quite sure what the fuck a sprinkler system is going to do. I, I'm not sure how that works exactly. But uh, yeah, so there's the fucking wildfires in... Northern California, um, Vegas Massacre, Harvey Weinstein, Blade Runner, and that's about it, folks. I really don't have anything else to talk about. Um, this coming week, our guest is going to be a guy who's a friend of mine, G Biz. Um, he is a, uh, a DJ on KMEL. motherfuckers. KMEL is like a, a pretty good, uh, big time top 40 uh, rap, hip hop sort of, uh, that a, that, does that even make sense, Top 40? It's a, it's a basically a hip-hop, big-time radio station here in the Bay Area. And I met G-Biz at a uh, a speaking function where we were talking to students who are looking to get into media. Really cool fucking dude. Uh, if you watch the El Mundo, where we went to HempCon, and uh, that was G-Biz with Sammy running around HempCon. So he's going to be a guest next week. We're going to talk about like what it takes to be a DJ, and he had some cool stories when I was talking to him at that event that we met at about how he just always wanted to be a radio DJ. That was his dream. And he started hustling, and like he finally found a way to do it. And I'll let him tell the story, but it's pretty cool. He's a freaking awesome dude and a really big-time hard worker and a hustler. And so I'm looking forward to have him on uh, the podcast next week. For now, I'm going to go ahead and cut this shit short instead of try to drag it the fuck out. Uh, but anyway, I should let you go. I'ma get back to Amazon and, you know, reading reviews on garden hoses and, uh, some other shit. I need, I need a vent for my, uh, washer. A fucking pipe that shoots the fucking exhaust out. Um, if you, if you wanna send one of those to me. If you do, uh, washer and dryer installs in Northern California. fucking come on out. Turn up. Help me hook this shit up. And, um... Maybe I'll let you, you know, shoot my bow and arrow at a fucking wild mountain lion or some shit. Until next week, folks, please remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, whatever the fuck you listen to this at. And if you really like what we're doing, please check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash DesMadre, chipping a dollar or two. I'm going to look up the latest um, backer. I just give a quick shout-out. I don't remember his name. I'm, I'm an awful Patreon person. Let's see who our patrons are. Patrons, here we go. September. Who the fuck? Uh, yeah. Alvaro Escalante. Big shout-out to you, big homie. Thank you so much uh, for supporting what we do. It really means a lot, homie. Uh, please tell all your friends about us. And keep supporting what we're doing. We'll guarantee, I know we're not doing a lot of video stuff right now. We're just super busy. Um, But we will be coming back strong in 2018. And a lot of you may be wondering, oh, what's going on with these guys? Are they never going to do videos again? Don't worry. We will be back, bigger and better. And we are working on it. Thank you very much for your support. See you next week.